I believe that most people will say that they've learned more from their mistakes than they did from their successes. Yet, being wrong remains one of the most feared outcomes in our lives. In this podcast, I will share lessons that I have learned from my mistakes that have helped me to get one step closer to a more authentic version of myself. My name is Lonnie Was the Third, and this is what I did wrong. I used to have the bad habit of wanting to have someone else's body. At one point, it was Will Smith's, and another point, it was Usher's. I wanted my body to look just like theirs. At the time, I thought that it was great to aspire for a body that looked like theirs, but I came to find that wanting to have someone else's body more than my own was a form of self-hate and erasure. Body image is a topic that I know all too well. I grew up as a chunky kid, always tall for my age, so it never really looked sloppy or it wasn't obvious that I was overweight, but I don't ever really remember being skinny. And I never would have known that being overweight was so badly hated if I had never gone to school. As a kid, my classmates made sure to point out my differences, my height, my size, my weight, and they always let me know that I was chunky in some way or another. Growing up, being chunky did not really bother me much, but once I got to college, it became apparent that I had some body image issues, even though I may not have admitted it to myself or had the language to express it. So now I'm about 6'4", so I've always been tall. So often I would hear things like, oh, you're just big boned or the ever so popular, the weight looks good on you. Those are very well-intentioned comments. However, internally, I was unhappy with what I look like. Oftentimes when we hear the body image or beauty standards narrative, it is often geared towards women. So as I was growing up and growing into a young adult, I didn't really know that body image could be a legitimate concern for me as a man. So I ignored it. The best way I could describe my perception of my body was that I hated it. I hated the way my clothes fitted. I hated that I could not shop at straight size clothing stores. I was limited to the category of the all so exciting, big and tall. And let's just say that the clothes were not as cute in the big and tall section of the store. I hated my fat rolls and how soft and fluffy I was when I stood there naked looking into the mirror. In college, I vividly remember becoming aware that I could change my body through exercise. Most of the popular and attractive men in school or in the media were skinny or athletic. They had hard bodies, muscles, abs, that little V thing. You know what I'm talking about. And they looked really comfortable with their shirts off if they were on a beach or if they were just taking a picture. And I wanted so bad for my bodies to look like theirs. That's right, I wish that I had their bodies. I wish that we could switch and swap out so that I could be happy. I vividly remember an example where I posted a shirtless image of Usher on the back of my dorm room door one summer while I was at an internship in Virginia. 
at the time I was fed up with being fat. So I figured that if I always reminded myself of my body goals, that I would be more motivated to work out. So I was thinking that every day if I woke up before I left out or before I got ready, that I would see Usher, that that would make me want to get in shape. Well, that was a fail because I spent most of the time speaking negatively to myself about my body, telling myself what I can't do, and comparing myself to Usher. Now, I believe that we all have rock bottoms in life, and my rock bottom when it comes to my body image and being overweight was when I realized that I had gained so much weight that I needed to buy a larger pant size. At the time, I had I had graduated from college, and I was working my first job. During my first job, I stayed on a college campus and part of my compensation was a meal plan. So not only was I not very active because my apartment was a three minute walk from my office, I ate most of my meals on campus. So I wasn't making the best food choices. I was eating a lot of fried foods and rich foods. Around that time, I also went to a routine doctor's appointment and I was really shocked to find out that I had high blood pressure, which runs in my family, and I just never thought that I would get it. But at that doctor's appointment, I learned that high blood pressure was preventable based on your weight, and of course it was hereditary, but it was possible to get off of the medicine if I lost the weight. So once the doctor told me that I could make the changes to get me off the medicine, I took heed. That was my rock bottom. That was my moment that I felt like this was my time to take control of my weight, to take control of my body. The doctor prescribed me medicine that day, and I remember walking slow and calling my mom on the phone, almost in tears, about this diagnosis. So after the smoke cleared and I got over the initial prick of the diagnosis with the little bit of knowledge that I had, I started to make a plan. This was back in like 2009, so you have to remember that the whole global wellness and fitness wave hadn't really started. So I did some Googling and what I found was that getting control of portions for your food and making healthier decisions with food was the best way to not just lose weight in a short amount of time, but to create healthy, sustainable habits to keep the weight off. I always knew that if I was going to lose weight that I didn't want to do something like a diet or a gimmick. So I never got a scale. I never focused on the numbers. I just really focused on eating right and focusing on fitness. So what I did was I cleaned up my eating and um, I was really extreme about it. I controlled my portions. I ate grilled or baked food most of the times. I cut out pork and beef and sweets. And at one point I even cut out simple carbs like rice or white rice or bread. And I started doing at-home workouts with my boy Billy Blanks and the Tybo crew. Who remembers Tybo? And over the next few months, I started to see results. Like it was no magic. I was working hard. I was eating right and I was working out and it was working. My pants were fitting more loosely and I was getting lighter and I was feeling better. But what I didn't realize is that I had given food power all this time. Now, I felt that certain foods were bad and that others were good. I had no way to balance my diet. I just went ham on the stuff that I deemed as healthy or good and I stayed away from the bad stuff.
like cupcakes. And when I did have the bad things, I felt horrible. I beat myself up about it. And it was just not a good space to be in. Over the time period of about six months, I lost a good amount of weight. I would say probably like 40 or 50 pounds. And I was able to get off the blood pressure medicine. And as I lost weight, I experienced a roller coaster of emotions from excitement to pride to sadness to disappointment and everything in between. Because no matter how much weight I lost, I still felt fat. I still felt like I had the body that I had before. So even though my body was changing mentally, I felt like I had the same body and um, I didn't love my body. At the time, I wasn't accepting of it and I still wanted to have someone else's body. As the years went on and I was able to keep the weight off, I switched up my diet and exercise. You know, sometimes I went to the gym or sometimes I would go running outside during the warmer months. But for the most part, I kept that same routine for like five years. So after about five years of maintaining the weight and, you know, I realized that the extra weight was just one part of the challenge. The other part was how I viewed my body. As I said before, I had a negative relationship with my body. So no matter how I dressed it or fed it or gave it healthy stuff or exercised it, I simply was not happy with it. Fast forward to the last few years where the fitness industry has become progressively popular. Now we have more and more representations of what a fit body should look like or could look like. And the comparisons just have continued for me. I found myself falling into the comparison trap with people on Instagram with abs and toned stomachs and toned arms doing fitness routines. And of course, over the years, I have ebbed and flowed with my fitness journey. But at the same time, I have pretty much eaten well, kept the weight off and worked out. But I still haven't received that quote unquote body that I wanted. In 2019, I really wanted to make a big change with how I viewed my body and strengthen my relationship with food. I had always thought that a personal trainer would be the answer to my needs. I thought that changing the external would help me fix the internal, but it was actually the other way around. What I realized was that I needed help fixing the internal so that I could then work on the external so what I did was I sought the help of a nutritionist. I felt that if I could conquer the why of how I eat and, and how I perceive food, that maybe I would be able to start a journey of acceptance with my body. During my sessions with the nutritionist, I shared how I ate, when I ate, and what I ate. Actually, I shared what I ate to the point that he gave me an assignment where I had to document every single piece of food that I put into my body every day for over two weeks. That one was hard because it's hard to look at what you've eaten and not judge it. Mostly because I did not realize that I had grouped certain foods as good or healthy and others as bad or unhealthy. So for instance, spinach and vegetables was good. Grilled chicken was good. Fried chicken was bad. And essentially it became a moral battle for me every day when I ate. I was making decisions about myself and beating myself up if I was eating the quote unquote bad foods and I was praising myself when I was eating the good foods. 
I gave food value and power and I was honestly controlled by those judgments. What I learned was that balancing my diet and understanding how foods work would then free me from the good food, bad food philosophy. Once I started to put those theories into practice, it opened up a new appreciation for food and subsequently a new appreciation for my body. Now I saw my body as a vessel with the capacity to change and no longer as a burden that needed to change so that I can finally be happy with it. Last year, I began an internal journey of accepting my body as my body and realizing that changing its form is a choice and not an obligation and that I cannot rely on it changing in order for me to feel good about myself. And also that me changing it is changing it to make my body better or different, but not like anyone else's. What I did wrong was wishing that I had somebody else's body. I spent a lot of time shaming myself and speaking negatively to myself in the mirror, hoping that someday that I would turn into someone else so that I could finally feel secure and happy. But what I found is that loving myself, as cliche as it is, is the first step to becoming the person I want to be and having the body that I want. What I did wrong was thinking that being skinny and eating only lettuce would make me whole. I thought that having hashtag body goals was a motivating force when in all actuality, it was, a, it was detrimental to my mental health. Now I know that the only body that I want is mine, and that even if it stretches, moves, contracts, feels hard or soft or in between, that I can love it. And even if I desire to make modifications, my self-worth will always remain untouched because I don't want to be anyone else or have anyone else's body except for the best version of mine. Thank you for listening to the What I Did Wrong podcast. As always, I appreciate your support. Catch new lessons each and every week on Wednesdays. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at LonnieWasTheThird or visit my website at LonnieWasTheThird.com. Until we meet again, remember that regret was meant to refine you that your mistakes don't have to define you. I leave you in love, peace, and style. Until the next time.